Welcome back to the nationally syndicated Price of Business show. You know, I had a mention recently, uh, and shame on me, because people love it, and then we get great feedback on it. Our newsletter called Read Instead, which is the best of the Price of Business digital network. It includes my interview with New York Times best-selling authors, billionaires, Fortune 500 CEOs, Emmy and Oscar winners, as well as great thought leaders in various fields, including business, like my uh, guest this segment who has been featured in Read Instead often. Uh, and, uh, and so I, I love what she does, love her contributions to the show, and that's why she shows up often at uh, Read Instead. The way to get the newsletter is easy. There's no cost. One newsletter once a week uh, in, your, in your email. You just simply go to priceofbusiness.com. You look at the right-hand side, and you'll see a place where you can easily sign up for Read Instead, again, no spam, one newsletter once a week, usually seven of our favorite interviews or articles from the week. So make sure you check that out. Someone else you're going to want to check out is my guest this segment, Ruth King. RuthKing.info is her website. Really one of my favorite go-to people when it comes to all things business. She takes a very blunt at times, which I love. Uh, she speaks truthfully about what's going on with people and their money and their business. And really in a time where people kind of want to soft sell or trying to soft step through some difficult topics, and she really is honest and clean about what's happening with people in their business and is among the reasons why I consider someone that's must listening, if you will. Ruth, real quickly, you want to add any more to that? No, I think our topic today really goes to that, you know, Everybody thinks that they're profitable, and even if their P&L says that they're profitable, they can still be broke or going broke because remember that profits are not cash, and the profit and loss statement is P&L. It's revenue minus expense. You either made profit or you had a loss, whereas the cash piece of it is on your balance sheet. But today we're going to talk about things that even though if your profit and loss statement says that you're profitable, watch out. <laughs> Watch out, yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about the, uh, you know, kind of set the stage for us. What, you know, what leads to that? So often we've, we've, we've hit this topic from many angles, and every time I always find myself a little surprised. It's like, man, I need to hear that again. Um, we, we do a pretty good job. People do a pretty good job of deceiving themselves and how well their, their business is doing. Yeah, absolutely, because remember that um, profit and loss statements just show exactly profit or loss. They don't tell you whether you've collected your money, which is the balance sheet piece of it. And, and the very first thing is, you know, you do all this work, you do all this work, you do this work, you send, you send your bills out, and your P&L shows that you're profitable, and you, you're running out of cash because you, can't, you haven't collected for your work. I mean, one of my clients one time had a million dollars, no joke, a million dollars in receivables, and they didn't have the cash to pay their gas bill. They're wow. Wow. And so uh, <laughs> apparently, uh, you know, you talk about it, it's almost like monopoly money, isn't it? You know, like they live in a monopoly world. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the P&L does not tell you whether you collect it. And I think that's a misnomer that a lot of people have is they think, okay, the bottom of my P&L says I have, you know, $10,000, $100,000, $1,000,000, whatever the number is, that's how much cash I have in the bank. That's not true. You couldn't be profitable and yeah, have no yeah. cash. Yeah, it's almost like uh, wimpy economics. 
<laughs> you remember, remember Popeye? I gladly pay you Tuesday for a hamburger today. You know, uh, I mean, you got a billion dollar company, and I'm using air quotes. The problem with radio, uh, saying, uh, you know, yeah, we can easily pay that, except we don't have any money. Um, is that like the big weakness? Uh, how how big in your priority list of uh, uh, mistakes that business owners make is simply poor collecting? That is number one. It really, I mean, it really and truly is number one. You have to, I mean, think about it this way, and, and this is the way I always explain it to my clients, is that you have a contract, whether or not, you know, it's written or whatever else it is, but you have said that you will do X work or X project or X marketing plan or whatever, and they will pay you Y, all right? So that's the deal. You have fulfilled your piece of that contract or that project or whatever else it is. They have to fulfill their piece of it. And so if you don't become the squeaky wheel and you don't actually, you know, if your terms are net 30 and you don't have a check by that 30th day, on the 31st day, you better be calling. You know, this is our deal. Yeah, absolutely. You need, we need to do a whole uh, segment on this topic. And, you know, you know how I am. I get carried away. You said some things that really got me interested. I can run with that. But you, you've got some very important points that I want to, uh, you know, focus on. You, you've kind of covered us doing profitable work and not properly collect, uh, collecting, you know, and yeah. – and not reviewing timely, accountable financial statements. You know, uh, let's do it every quarter. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, talk about uh, talk a little bit about that, and also talk about this this financial statement fruit salad, which sounds delicious but maybe terrifying. Uh, now, you want apple salad, or you want um, peach? If you're in Georgia, like I am, you want peach salad, okay? <laughs> the right. thing is that you know. <laughs> When I, when I say accurate and timely, I mean accurate and timely because if you don't have accurate, timely financial statements, you're making bad decisions because you don't have good data to make good decisions. And the, the financial statement fruit salad is so prevalent also. It's where you have revenues in one month and you have the expenses for those revenues in the second month. So if we're trying to calculate whether this project was profitable or not, and we have revenues, let's say, in January, and that was our apples month, and the expenses for labor or, you know, whatever you, you had to do to do that project, and they're accounted for in February, and February's in orange month. And to figure out whether that job made money, we have to take the revenues against the expenses, and so we have apples and oranges, so we have fruit salad. That's what fruit salad is. Mm-hmm. So we really want, we want revenues and expenses in the same month, and that's that is another really, really good way to have your um, head in the sand, so to speak, about whether or not your projects are profitable. Your P&L may say they are, but if you go back in job costs, they may not be. And then you have a different problem. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, you know, something I, I want to go back just briefly just to mention this again, and, uh, another horror about waiting is that it's never a good idea to wait and delay in your collecting. But it's particularly bad in the inflationary environment we're in now because in, in real value, you're collecting less three months after you build than you did if you got your money in an appropriate time frame in real value. Yeah. Yeah. It really and truly is. I mean, and with some of my clients in 2021, their costs went up 20%. I am not joking. Their costs from their suppliers went up 20%. 
which is insane because you have to raise your prices to your customers by at least 20% so that you can stay even. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, exactly. Anyway, so yeah. talk, talk a little bit about, um, you know, performing profitable work and then about halfway through, guess what? We're going bankrupt. Yeah. Absolutely. Not we, the, the owner of the company doing the work, but the, their client. Yeah. I mean, talk about uh, that disaster. Yeah, so for example, if you've got more than 20% of your business with any one customer or any one industry, you're in trouble. So in this particular industry, three of the um, no, excuse me, three of the owner's customers literally filed bankruptcy the same week, leaving him holding the bag for a million dollars in receivables, which are uncollectible, and took him out. Yeah. Even though he was, so he went out of business overnight just because of one customer. Yeah, no, well, three customers who filed bankruptcy same week. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. And so diversity, we talk a lot about diversity these days. You need it financially for your businesses too. Yeah, absolutely. No more than twenty percent of your revenues from one customer, or twenty percent of your revenues from one industry. Um, yeah. Right at the start of COVID, yeah, one of my clients had 80% of his business in in restaurants. We pivoted so fast it wasn't funny. Yeah. Now, for those of you with – sorry? I said we had to. Otherwise, he would have been out. Yeah, he would have been out. For those of you with inventory purchasing too much or not tracking it, that can lead to disaster. Yeah, absolutely. Um, inventory is a bet. And if you let what I call the uh, inmates running the asylum, so to speak, where they, anybody can take any part anytime, order anything they want anytime, after all, it's not their money. It's your money. And they think, well, oh, you're worth it. So they can order tons of parts. It evaporates and disappears a lot of times. It gets lost, mm -hmm. stolen, damaged. And you have no control over what you actually have with respect to cost of sales or how much you have tied up in inventory. And it's a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And, it, you know, if it's not on your P&L, remember, inventory is a balance sheet item that yeah. won't show up on your profit and loss statement. And you can be really, really profitable again and have no cash and go bye-bye. Yeah, and I think about, again, these times. You know, I think about a lot of uh, items that people got that were – kind of flash in the pan, you know, uh, items that they were hoping to sell and move, but because of technology and changes, it was hot for six months, and then, you know, all of a sudden it's like a pet rock. <laughs> you got to be really <laughs> careful. you got to be really careful about uh, these kind of choices, and, and somehow people somehow seem most attracted to things that are, are trendy, and yet those are the most volatile and dangerous financially. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would suggest that people who, you know, just go look in your shops, go look in your warehouse, go look in your office and see what's around that you've had for five years, ten years, yeah. whatever. I mean, that's money you've, you've already spent. Yeah. Not a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, look at these cool Palm Pilots. And if you don't know what that is, look it up and you'll get my point. Uh, all right. I always learn a lot every time I talk to Ruth King, RuthKing.info, you know, and she's an author, one of my favorite writers, all things business, because frankly, I'm looking for someone to get to the point, and Ruth knows how to do like 
do that like nobody, no writer out there in the business space. Um, she's a great educator, a great consultant, and we're so fortunate to have her uh, as a regular on the program. Final thoughts as we wrap it up. Just because your profit and loss statement says you're profitable, you may not be. Make sure you collect. Make sure you're not spending too much on inventory. And make sure that you don't have more than 20% of your business with any one customer or any one industry. Yeah, don't let your... Don't let your P&L lie to you, and that's usually your fault because you're looking at it with uh, romantic eyes. I, I would like a great uh, conversation with you for our audience on, uh, you know, really developing discipline on collecting, you know, what you need okay. to do and how to monitor and to make your statements real. Uh, you know, and frankly, my business early on had a lot of accidents because we did a whole lot of assuming, and, wow, we do a terrible job of collecting. <laughs> so we had to create fail-safes multiple fail-safes, and, and quit thinking it would magically happen. And it wasn't that our, uh, our clients were bad clients. It was that we were bad collectors. <laughs> you know, we, we uh, didn't notice that the uh, uh, credit card proper uh, company didn't process it properly and therefore it didn't go through. We didn't notice, you know, uh, various little things along the way that uh, can lead to uh, problems. And so... I think this is a really important topic. I think a lot of people are in denial about it. They'd rather be in the fantasy world of, look, I'm a businessman. I'm a businesswoman. I've got billions. Well, you don't even have hundreds of thousands. So <laughs> you get down to reality. And so uh, thanks for the reality check. Oh, my pleasure. We can talk about that next time we get together. I'll, I'll give you yeah, a, I think that'd be a great topic. Actually of collection. Okay. Yeah, developing uh, disciplines around collecting. I think people hate it, and therefore they don't develop disciplines around it. But the more they do, the better they are at it, the more freedom they'll have, the more freedom they'll feel when it comes to their money. I'm Kevin Price, and that was Ruth King, and this is The Price of Business.